Welcome to the Wingman Nation Men's Moment Podcast, a weekly podcast where we share tips on being a better husband, father, and a more godly man. Hey, this is John Delaney, Director of Operations at Wingman Nation. Today we're celebrating our 30th podcast, and we so appreciate those of you who've been listening since the beginning. Don't forget to let your friends know that this podcast is available at wingmannation.com and at all major podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, and more. This week and next week, we're going to be taking a unique look at the Ten Commandments with a positive spin. Rather than shout not, we'll be looking at them from a should-do mode. You know what? We're glad you're here. Now join me along with Wingman Nation co-founders, Pastor Jay Dennis and Randy Ferrer for this week's podcast. Here we go. Hello, Wingman Nation. Welcome to the Wingman Men's Moment podcast. Um, So for the next two weeks, we're going to focus on the Ten Commandments. It's something that we've uh, heard about in most of our lives, but um, what do they really mean? So um, today we're going to look at the first four commandments. So I'm here today. My name is John Delaney. I'm here with co-founders of Wingman, Pastor Jay Dennis and Randy Ferreira. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, John. John. And we'll we'll warn you that there may be some noise in the background, some banging, uh, which we've been doing every week. But it seems maybe it doesn't go through the microphone. So, uh, so we have a, an awesome start. The first four commandments we're going to talk about today. And uh, Jay, you going to take it away this morning, Absolutely. brother? Absolutely. Thank you, John. Randy, good to see you this good morning. morning. Jay, you too. Yeah, the ten commandments are about freedom and protection for God's people. They are not about rules to restrict us. God gave these commandments as a way to bless his people. They are positive, not negative. So often people look at these as just thou shalt not, but these are not negative. These can be very positive. This is the way to a really healthy life. Not long after God's people were delivered from Egyptian slavery, he gave Moses these 10 commandments or 10 laws that summarize all of the law of God. The first four commandments address our relationship with God, and the last six address our relationship with others. But God wants us to know, bottom line, it is all about relationships. On Mount Sinai, God gave Moses the commandments. Even the atmosphere of thunder, smoke, fire, and the mountain quaking gave evidence that Almighty God was there and that these 10 commandments, these 10 laws We're coming directly from Almighty God. So let's begin with the first commandment. Number one, put God first every day. Exodus 20, verse 3, you shall have no other gods before me. What does that mean? Well, this will not be easy because you have enemies of the world, the flesh, and the devil. It means you must daily intentionally put God first. That means that you're committed to pleasing him more than you're committed to pleasing any person on earth, that nothing or no one is ever placed above him and his will for your life. It means you consult his word daily for direction and you speak to him in daily prayer. 
So nothing or no one comes before God. Put God first every day. It reminds us of what Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Absolutely. You know, and you mentioned earlier that, you know, so many people would think that the commandments are a, as they say, a command. Yeah. You know, and a way of, but it's it's not it's not a command. It's more of this is how we're supposed to live our lives. Right. This is what this is what he was trying to tell Moses. Take these down and tell the people this is how you're supposed to live. That's right. And so, you know, number two, allow God to be as big as He is yes. is is number two. And of course, that's based on Exodus twenty four through six. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth you shall not bow down to them or serve them for i the lord your god am a jealous god visiting the inequity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments so basically our god is bigger than and greater than you fill in the blank exactly you know, J.B. Phillips wrote a book and he entitled it, Your God is Too Small. Mm. Never minimize our God, guys. An idol, an idol is anything, anything that we put in our lives ahead of God or instead of God. Yeah. We have to protect our passionate, com- passionate commitment to him, refusing to allow anything or anyone to pull, up, pull us away from, from his That's will. That's right. Yeah. We need to guard against anything that lessens God in our life. Yeah. Anything. When we maintain that kind of relationship with the Heavenly Father, we're giving your children, your grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, it's a godly heritage. So important. And we have to pass down our faith. Mm. However, we can also pass down our non-faith. Yeah. Yes. You know, when, when we serve the true God, you break the vicious cycle of sin that we could pass down. So your grandchildren depend on, your great-grandchildren depend on the fact that you are a man of faith right now because what you're doing now will affect generations, either positively or negatively. So number three, give God and the things of God the utmost respect. And that's from Exodus 20, verse 7. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. What is it saying? Respect God. Be in awe of who he is. Revere him. Fear him. The name of God is holy. To use his name in vain means to use it in an empty and hypocritical way. It's referring to God in a way that does not show him your utmost reverence. Also, the idea is to not use God as a way for personal gain. You show the fear of God by revering God's word, by being in God's house, the church, by respecting God's day, Sunday, and you strive to live a life that represents God and his character. So it's not just a negative thing about not using the Lord's name in vain, but you are giving God and the things of God the highest and utmost respect. Absolutely. And that also means the name of Jesus, too. Absolutely. You know, just because this is Old Testament right. doesn't necessarily mean it's just about the word God or God. That's Jesus right. is God as well. So Absolutely. lots of people tend to 
take the name of Jesus in vain as well. So, and that hurts to hear, doesn't it? It, it yeah. does. It slices me like a yeah, me like too. a hot knife going through mm-hmm. butter. So number four, keep God's maintenance schedule. Wait a minute, I've never heard that in the commandments. Keep what does that mean? Well, we're talking about the Sabbath day. Keeping and remember the Sabbath day. So that's coming from Exodus twenty-eight through eleven. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all of your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, or your livestock, or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and then rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Mm. God's provided a wonderful maintenance schedule for our body, our emotions, our spirit. Following that will help you live in freedom from stress, if we follow that. The word Sabbath, by the way, means rest. Yeah. God created the world in six days, and on the seventh day, he rested. And that was an example for us. And boy, do I like resting on the Sabbath. Uh-huh. The napping time in the afternoon. Oh, I love the nap. It's the right thing to do. Right after, right after lunch, immediately after oh, yeah. lunch, it's like... Church, <laughs> lunch, nap. Life is good. Dinner, nap. You know, the Sabbath day was a day to allow our bodies, our emotions, and our spirits, guys, to recharge. Right. This... Provides time also to spend with our family and, 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 you know, nurture those important relationships. The day of worship on the Sabbath was transformed in the day of the Lord on Sunday, commemorating the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. The early church worshiped on Sunday, highlighting each week the resurrection. Christians must do everything possible to protect the day of worship, making it a weekly priority not optional. You know, this has really convicted me about the Sabbath, guys. And yes. um, I think there are a lot of things that are pulling at us. And, and I love the fact that you can take one day a week and maybe even to fast from technology one of those days mm. uh, to be able to to get away from noise and busyness, maybe a time of reading, mm, yeah. maybe a time of just uh, meditating on God's Word. But uh, we have hurry sickness. There's a lot of hurry sickness. And this is a cure for hurry sickness each week oh, man. to say, I'm going to push pause and I'm just going to rest in the Lord. That's something we don't do yeah. very well. I used to do the. Uh, I, I used to, to use Sunday afternoons for. Hey, let's catch up. Yeah, I have some things to catch up. And when I when I I finally finally said Saturday, just do it on Saturday. Right. You know, d- take two hours Saturday morning and and do the do the the busy work that you're planned for the next week. That's right. You know, make sure everything on your agenda is lined up, and then Sunday right. just rest. Absolutely. You know, and That's it right. makes such a it it gives you a chance. You know, we we think about the rest for our body, but it also gives our brain a rest. Yeah. And, and because so much goes goes through, you talk about the electronic <gasps> stuff. I'm watching my phone. Blow up right. right now over over a piece of property. <laughs> so Amazing. it's like you know on Sunday it's like I don't want to I just want to tune everything out. Right, mm-hmm. you know we've got to get away from that uh, the technology at some point in the week yeah. and just 
rest and just listen to God. Amen. Guys, what do you think is the the biggest uh, competitor to the Sabbath day? I mean, what what's competing against the Sabbath day? Oh, birthday parties. Oh. Let's go to a ball game. Mm-hmm. You know, right. foot- I think specifically for men would probably be golfing. Golf, yeah, yeah. true. You know, yeah. They're working around the house on Saturday and they want to golf. And Out on the boat, maybe yeah, or boating, you know. fishing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Probably all good things in themselves, but but yet we need that time. And I think I we've got to demonstrate that men to our families. Right. Uh, we've got to set the example with our families. And I was reading a story. Bill Clem was the father of baseball umpires, colorful, judicious, and dignified. He was beyond passionate about America's favorite pastime, declaring, to me, baseball is not a game, but a religion. The first umpire to use arm signals while working behind home plate, Bill Ump for 37 years, including 18 World Series. He became known as the old arbitrator, a deferential nod to his keen eye for calling balls and strikes. On one such occasion, as he crouched and readied behind the plate, the pitcher threw the ball, the batter didn't swing, and for just an instant, Bill said nothing. The batter turned and snorted. Okay, so what was it, a ball or a strike? To which Bill responded, Sonny, it ain't nothing till I call it. <laughs> you know, God has the right to call the place. God has a right to make the rules. He does. And God has made these rules to help us be the best us, to be healthy, to be encouraged, to be at peace. And so don't look at these commandments as something that is that are negative. It's something that is very positive. Men, we challenge you not only to know and keep these commandments, but we challenge you to display them somewhere in your home or office. You know, I got convicted of this in, in preparing for this podcast that I don't think there's anywhere in my office or maybe even in my home where I have the Ten Commandments up. And I feel convicted that I need to have those as constant reminders. So let me challenge you guys to to do that. Well, guys, thank you for joining us today. Check out our ministry by going to wingmannation.com. And until next time, Wingman out! Thanks for joining us for the Wingman Nation Men's Moment Podcast. Don't forget, next week, the last six commandments, and those are the ones that deal with our relationship with others. Don't miss it. If you'd like to connect your church to Wingman, visit wingmannation.com.